0: This episode is sponsored by Bigger City. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Big Fat Gay Podcast where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Don. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood and today I am a happy 2024 boy. This is our first episode we've recorded in the new year, and fresh (laughs) beginnings, fresh starts, and Rotten Hell 2023. (laughs) Let's move uh, on and get a good year in the rack.
2: Hello, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And yes, welcome to 2024, as far as we know. Um, (laughs) That's what all the calendars say, but you know, can you be sure? Not until I sign my first check. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm waiting for
3: confirmation. I'm Trevor Keyzon. I'm a super chub and I'm a 2024 boy. I'm, I don't know, a good start to the year. I'm taking names and kicking butts and yeah. uh, I haven't written down a date yet either. So I'm sure I'm going to have to cross it out and yeah. <laughs> rewrite it the first couple times. Hi, my name
0: is Michael Willer. I'm a chubby chaser. And yeah, we're kicking things off, I think, pretty well. Last year was a, a super mixed bag for me. This year's starting off already feeling a little better, a little calmer, a little happier. Um, and that's never a bad thing. So welcome to the show, everybody. Hopefully awesome. we can help you get your 2024 off to a good start. Or, you know, hey, like nobody necessarily listens to this on the day we release it. You could be listening in 2025. And that's okay, too. And thinking they don't even know. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my if God. no, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> do if you're no. listening
1: to this, if you're listening to this in 2025 <laughs> and something horrible has happened, 20, send us an email. Let us know about it.
0: And it yeah. yeah. <laughs> let us know. We really want to know. Yeah. Like. I I don't. I don't want to know.
3: <laughs> bliss. Ignorance is bliss, right? Bliss. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Let's uh, we'll do our housekeeping. Um, Yeah. Shout out to our Grand Rapids listeners, which apparently there's like a large contingent of. Wow. Really? Um, I I met a listener um, at one of the uh, LA events over December. And he was saying, oh, there's like a lot of us in Grand Rapids that, you know, have they organized? Guys. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. I was like, should we do a show in Grand Rapids? He's like, well, no. like <laughs> no, maybe like we should Chicago, do a show but like, <laughs> about Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, so I don't out, give them Grand a Rapids shout out. Listeners. And also, our sponsors, Bigger City, Big Fig, our patrons, everyone, Happy New Year. Happy Thank New you year. for getting us into 2024 with your support, financial Slide and year. otherwise. Yeah,
2: And the really big news is uh, we have made the cover of Bear World magazine with Dun, a, da, da, da. a two-part interview, uh, yeah. one, of, one of which is in this issue. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be really an interesting read, and we look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. So Yeah, yeah there's some
0: very in-depth questions, some really fantastic yeah, questions in there yeah. um, that hopefully we gave interesting yeah. answers to.
1: I, I hope it starts some conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, as... Our mailbag has.
0: Yes. Uh, and there it is. We're... So we got a listener who wrote in in response to our, our last episode of last year, 2023, that was about the movie Genie. Um, and, you know, we just wanted to, to circle back around because I think it's always fun to talk about these things. Uh, the mm-hmm. listener wrote... I was listening to the episode where you guys talk about Jeannie and why they brought their child to the high end restaurant. This is a character say,
2: this is a character in the movie that brought their their, their kid to the fancy restaurant
0: right at the end. Mm-hmm. It was her birthday, and they you know he and his wife take the girl out to the fancy restaurant. Um, I will say when I brought my daughter to a restaurant like that at around that age that's what began to expand her experience, her tastes, and what to expect during the occasional events where we treat ourselves. I think it's important for them to get that, even if all she orders is a peanut butter jelly sandwich or mac and cheese. Thanks for bringing this movie to our attention. My family loved it. Love your podcast. I've never missed an episode. Well, thank you. And mm-hmm. I hope you have a nice rested break and a wonderful 2024.
1: Yay. Yay, nice thank you. Thanks for writing in about that. Um, I, I don't disagree with our our listener at all. I, yeah, no, not actually all.
0: took me to very
1: high-end restaurants from childhood. I think the stumbling point for me is that this was this scene takes place on the child's birthday, yeah. Which means it's for the child, and she didn't want to go the to a child restaurant. and like yes. a <laughs> no. learning experience about how to fit into adult so, society is not a great way to suggest to celebrate your child's well, sixth birthday. My, you know,
3: my thing with that was not even like the restaurant; it's the fact that like the whole setup of movies. Like she wants to go ice skating, he misses that, and like he mm-hmm. has, uh, spoilers for the movie. He's traveled back in time <laughs> and has the opportunity to fix the mistake of her not getting to go ice skating. He's like. I have something better than ice skating. A romantic evening with my wife and with my daughter. And my daughter is a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I, but I like, I am all for kids getting fancy food experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was oh, like, yeah, absolutely. there was a point where I was trying to like start a program in LA and like with bringing chefs into schools and like that was a whole oh. like, There's so many... Obstacles. Obstacles to that in like Hmm. contract stuff. And it was just something where I approached it different ways with different people. And like there was just not really a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I do have a diatribe that fits into here about like the the, how children's
0: menus are. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: I will not not inflict that upon you now. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) In short, we all definitely agree with that. We just in the context of the movie, it felt like for a birthday, she should have gotten something a little more. Her-centric. But if enough yes. of
1: you want to hear Dan's rant, you could write in, and we'll do a Patreon episode <laughs> for it. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just say hi to him at
0: an event and say, "So about children's menus," and that's yes. all you need. <laughs> well, he'll, he'll take let, it from there.
2: <laughs> don't get me started. Which means, of course, get me started.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do the thing. Out of sync with the song. Shaking my hat. <laughs> <laughs> Finally have a hat to shake with that. Ella. Oh, hats have all come off. Dan and Don, mm-hmm. or Don and Trevor, both started the episode with their their big fat gay podcast hats on, and still mm-hmm. we started disrobing. Is there I something I don't th- know? Th- <laughs> It's a whole new vibe for
3: 2024.
0: And for the bit today,
1: I'm going to get both of my tassels going in two different directions.
3: Oh Oh my. Um, That's
1: right.
2: It's not called bits for nothing. (laughs) Uh,
3: So the whole kind of vibe for the episode so far has been like, we're following up on 2023. Mm -hmm. um, And with this first pop culture story, so people probably saw that uh, in December, in the, like, news cycle, there was a lot of stuff about Southwest Airlines' customer of size policy. So which, like, much okay,
1: stuff. It was everywhere. It was so
3: ridiculous. And it was basically just, like, people discovered that it was a thing. Yep. And there were news stories of, like, <laughs> Southwest has this new policy. no, it's, yep. it's been around for 30 years. Yep. About giving <laughs> fat people free airline seats. And it's like, no, we are... if. I, I feel like most of our listeners know at this point, because we've talked about it a lot, it was very weird to see it in the news cycle, but Southwest um, will provide customers of size with a second seat free. You can mm-hmm. pay for it ahead of time and get it refunded or go to the ticket agent and get it. It's It was just this weird thing where like there was a TikTok that went viral that conservative news then got a hold of and was You're like kidding
2: that's never happened
3: yeah <laughs> um and in a similar vein there was a um kind of like travel tiktoker who recorded their experience on a delta flight of asking for a seatbelt extender and once again people lost their minds yeah right.
2: I, I didn't understand the video i mean she asked for a seatbelt extender I assume she got a seatbelt extender. And I think her complaint was that the seatbelts were so small that like, who wouldn't need a seatbelt extender? Was that her point? Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. So this is TikToker Samira Miller. And she just, she basically was just saying, Hey, I need a seatbelt extender and then showed where it wasn't go. The normal seatbelt wasn't going to fit her. Um, And then the comments of, as you can imagine are, Became, you know, it it went beyond her typical audience. A bunch of randos saw it and commented Mm -hmm. and started tearing her down and talking about how, I mean, weirdly focusing on how she didn't say please.
3: But she was so nice about like, she didn't say please, but it was so, like, so (laughs) nice, so polite. And it's like, but she didn't say please. Or or as
2: if or as if her dissatisfaction was due to the fact of her rudeness, supposedly, which she wasn't rude.
3: No. (laughs) Right. In no way
2: was she rude. Well, yeah, we know this because she was
1: and she was asking for something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, don't forget. (laughs) She's also a fat black woman. So, you know, she must therefore be the uh, the 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 angry fat black woman. Right. Uh, they yeah. sort of cast her in that role. Uh, because, I, I, again, it's, it's basically the problem that air travel is not designed for human beings. It's designed for corporate profits.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's, I fly often enough these days that, like, I am, I'm by all accounts, a fairly, fairly average-sized person. And I feel so cramped if I'm sitting next yeah. to um, Anybody. Anyone, who's, <laughs> anyone who's not tiny— I mean, really tiny, we're shoulder to shoulder, I'm having to squeeze my arms in and I'm sweating like it is so stupidly not designed for people to be comfortable, and much less fat people being mm-hmm.
1: fat and over six foot two like is it's the kiss of death i I leave every oh, yeah. flight with such badly bruised knees with uh, bruises on my thighs like it's so painful
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: idiotic so this uh, this uh Christmas. I had uh, both extremes of the seatbelt extender request situation, right? Oh, so the first time hmm. I went up there, right? The seat I asked for the seatbelt extender. And I got the full ninja experience of the stewardess who's like, I'm going to get this this seatbelt extender to you and no one else on the plane will know that this exchange is happening. Yes. Oh, the, uh, okay. Turn
3: around and cough and they like backhand it to you. They literally did it. She, she came yeah. back up to my seat. She turned
1: to the seat across from me to say something to a passenger and held it out behind her back. <laughs> oh without gosh. looking at me,
2: oh my god! Right,
1: Bless her on heart. the way back, I got the stewardess like, "Oh, honey, you want the seatbelt here? I got a seatbelt extended for you." I did. She's coming down the hallway with it like yeah. above her head. Pass like, it back. I got
3: it back to the, the great so big are we man. Don't not fat gonna man. bruise your belly, baby. Pass it <laughs> back. Pass it back to the big fat man back there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fat ass, you want a
0: seatbelt? Here yeah. it
1: is. um it's also, it's the first time I also went up to the uh, the counter uh, and asked for the extra seat uh, without buying an advance. And I mentioned like, because uh, I'm, 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 I'm a polite, somewhat timid person, you know, at the, at the counter. I'm like, I, I, I believe you have, you know, there's a the policy for fat people to get the extra seat. And the woman behind the counter, who is also a large lady, looks at me and goes, oh, honey, honey, what? No, honey, Southwest doesn't have a fat person policy. They have a policy that people worthy of the extra seat get it.
0: <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Uh-huh. She's she's the new hero. She needs her own article. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, Southwest uh, was was a very worthy uh, travel companion for me this time yeah. around. They did right by me. So
0: nice. Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, Is that that all for? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the New York Times reports there, there is a new uh, anti-discrimination policy uh, that takes up the cause of fat dancers. And why should people be able to discriminate against a dancer? Because they're not this, you know, size zero. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's been, it's, it's sort of been creating ripples. It's uh, New York city is not the first place to do this. Is it New York city, Trevor? Yeah. It's New New York city. So
3: We talked about this several times last year. Um, But if people are jumping in, New York City just passed a law that went into effect on November 26th, I believe, that prevents discrimination based on height and weight in jobs, public accommodation and housing. Um, So there is this article in The New York Times talking about the, you know, what this could mean for fat dancers and just kind of really unpacking the problematic history of body standards in the dance world.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because it starts, the article follows um, Akira Armstrong, who is the founder of Pretty Big Movement, which is a New York-based dance company for plus-size dancers, who got uh, hired uh, by a reality dance competition. Um, And so that's already like, great. Like, yeah, they're doing a plus-size, I think she was hired as the um, choreographer. Mm -hmm. But when she showed up to to set essentially, uh, they didn't, their wardrobe didn't have anything in her size, even though they had, she had given them her sizes. like they picked her and she gave them her sizes and like, she shows up and they don't have that. And so it sort of starts this question of like, okay, what does qualify as discrimination when there's kind of this loophole, which is that, you know, if your height or your weight would prevent you from being able to do the job, and then like, at what point do you separate that out? Like, okay, well, if you're a dancer and traditionally dancers are thin, can they say that a fat dancer couldn't do the job? Like, how do you, basically how do you prove what's discrimination?
2: Right. And I think it, what's interesting is there, there's two sides of that. The one is that obviously, you know, fat people have something in their, in their quiver now to to go after stuff like this, to discrimination like this. And I, mm-hmm. I think also, and this is the really great part, it forces, people who are in the hiring position, it forces them to really think about, well, what is the job? What am I looking for? What is, you know, it it forces them to say, no, this is a problem with technique. Really? What's the problem with technique? As opposed to like, well, I didn't like them. Well, why didn't you like them? I mean, the article goes into uh, the concept of
1: lines, which Mm -hmm. is something you get from ballet, right?
0: Yep. Um, Where, Like the lines of the body. The
1: lines of the body. When a choreographer is choreographing, choreographing a piece, the lines of that the uh, the uh, the dancer's body can achieve
2: are part of the palette that they work with. Um, well, and I thought that was really interesting, Don, because it it really shows that <laughs> the bodies are just props to them; they're just yeah. raw material. And it it, it was kind of yeah. like saying it was kind of like saying, "Well, I'm an artist, and you couldn't possibly expect me to work with paintbrushes. They're way too big. That's why my art is only tiny pencils."
3: Well, mm-hmm. and they cite the. Uh, a quote from George Balanchine, the founding oh, yes. choreographer of the New York City Ballet, which says, uh, fat or too much flesh was an obstruction. It got in the way of seeing. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> and well, I, it's just not, not about people. It's about my vision of architecture.
1: But, yeah, but literally, that is your one vision of it. I bet if you tried to choreograph a piece that incorporated a rounder body, you might actually develop a whole new form of dance, something mm. new. Yet is not using the same color that every artist before you used because that's the color you use because that's the way people can see the line, right? Like I don't understand that.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Um, it's traditionalism. I mean,
3: like looking. I mean, look at the. So they talk about the the rocket several times because they interview a former rocket mm -hmm. who talked about kind of the the impact on this this you know the standard rocket like the, the uniformity. Yeah, and just
2: for for those who don't know the Rockets is a dance troupe very famous in New York City and what they're famous for is uniformity. Complete kick, uniformity. The kick line, and the whole line like kicks. uniform yeah. kick
3: line. But like do we really need like I don't know. I do we need the Rockets at this point in time? Like it is the like I get the, you know, the love for the the you know, it is a very historical thing. It is an institute but like they could have multiple lot, like you can you can break up the line. You can reinvent it for modern times because I, the, that the sounds rockets like some are from, fat. Thinking there, <laughs> the <laughs> rockets are from a period <laughs> of time that people were not represented. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it when it was supposed to be this, you know, ideal of like the beautiful women that are beautiful, but not yeah. really. I, you know, they don't have any identity. They are the rockets. Mm-hmm. They I are, perfectly- you know, a human centipede of kick line. <laughs>
1: And they have changed in the past, right? Like, I, if I recall correctly, there was a fight against incorporating black women into the Rockettes mm-hmm. because that uniformity of
2: color on the legs would be mm-hmm. broken up, right? Here's what it comes down to for me. You know, I made the comparison earlier to an artist using paintbrushes versus skinny pencils. And you could argue that, well, doesn't an artist have the right to choose their medium? Doesn't an artist have the right to to choose, you know, what paper they're going to use? What? And my and my counter argument is not when those are people. Mm -hmm. If they're inanimate objects, sure, go nuts. But when they're people and they have lives and they have livelihoods, no, you actually don't get to do that. You need to pick something else, make it the set, you know, make Make. it something else.
3: Make the the AI be rockets. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because I mean, well, and what's funny is no one would do that because it's sort of like a it's sort of a no brainer. It's sort of like you know I'm going to create a synthesizer that has a pure one frequency tone with no vibrato. yeah that's called a signal <laughs> generator. There's no talent in that, right? But the idea that we're going to try to create a chorus to sound like that is somehow impressive. You know, it's, I don't get it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a, a cutting room floor. I'm very tempted to go into, but I will spare. Michael, because we have already... It's all floor, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This
1: is our oops all floor episode.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Please, God, take us into Fat Watch. Okay, where's my Fat Watch eagle? You feel that, people? It's the first Fat Watch. Hi there. Fat Watch 2024. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) The eagle has his, his... Hatchlings flying with him. <laughs> That's right. That eagle has not yet landed. Uh, nice. New Year. Very nice.
1: 24ing over California. <laughs> uh,
3: reflecting on last year, um, so we talked about Philly Fatcon, and in December, NPR had this beautiful photo series from Jackie Malloy of uh photo series and essay from Jackie Malloy talking about mm-hmm. going to Philly FatCon. And photographing people and just this experience of getting to be in such a fat positive space of people dancing. Should we talk about what Philly FatCon was just to catch people up? Yeah. So it's
2: uh it was held in Philadelphia as the Philly and Philly FatCon uh, suggests and it was a a what would you call it? A convention of all things yeah. fat. So clothing uh uh Art ha- was arts was there, tattoos. Um, tattoos, every everything everything you could do had have so it It's pretty comprehensive, and... yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think having the article written about it was was one major component, but really having the photos accompanying and seeing kind of the artistic styles that were brought like she has this I think she took the photos is that right yeah um so she has this aesthetic when she does portraits where the I think it's always the left side of the portrait has this kind of gossamer rainbow reflection on Mm. it and it adds this like really really interesting cool like, I don't know, like beautiful. It's just artistically speaking, they're really cool photos. And then you also have more traditional photos of the convention and people laughing and smiling and having a great time. But it takes what she's writing and really just elevates it and is a really wonderful way to start the year, I would say.
2: Yeah. I, I really love the photographs because, you know, you read an article like this and you think that's great, but you know, you can't envision it or you think like who would go to that or you think, well, who went and the photographs answer that question and really Mm
0: -hmm. well. Yeah. And it's just incredibly diverse fat people of all shapes and sizes. Um, There, and the quotes that she got from people just talking about like, you know, when I was a kid, I couldn't have imagined being able to walk into a space and, and not fear some kind of, you know, judgment, hatred, rejection and so to, to be able to do this, which I think was the first ever Philly FatCon. Con, um, it was just great to see like how people were having such a unique experience that they'd never had before,
3: mm-hmm. um,
0: because at least in this area, it was the first one.
3: Yeah. Well, actually, as we record this, uh, Seattle Fatcon is happening.
0: Oh, that's right. Um, and it'll have
3: wrapped by the time this drops. So I'm curious to see what stories come out of that. Do mm-hmm. we know if there
1: are any plans for it to come down to the SoCal area? No. Hmm. No, we don't know her. Right. I mean, it's
3: always <laughs> possible that it could... Anything's possible, Don. In 2024. If we believe... <laughs> I'm going to start clapping you. my hands right now. <laughs> yeah, every, <laughs> listeners, clap if you want uh, FatCon to happen in SoCal. <laughs>
0: Snaps. Snaps for FatCon. <laughs> so, on to All right. the main topic for
3: the day. That's... Yep. Good... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: a segue, everybody. It's a transition.
3: You can just just right do that there. for every, every segue. Just clapping. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clap our way through the episode. Good job. Good job, guys. Whatever method of clapping we so, choose.
1: As we enter 2024, uh, I know across the internet it is traditional for all podcasters to be talking about resolutions and things like that. We have done not with here. resolutions <laughs> on our podcast many years ago. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. believe in resolutions. Um, What we do believe is sort of breaking down the past year, figuring out what worked for you, what didn't work, what to bring with you and what to leave behind. And this year, what we're talking about is trying to find um, balance as we move into 2024. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things that definitely threw off my 2023 was uh, we had two strikes here in Los Angeles that uh, upset my livelihood and my profession enormously.
2: The writer's strike followed um, by the actor's strike. Mm-hmm. Followed
1: by the writer's mm-hmm. strike. And it shut down all productions out here. And it, as you would expect, that 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 uh, unbalanced my professional life a little bit. But one of the things I noticed is when my professional life got unbalanced, it leaked into a lot of other things. It, it got very difficult to maintain my
2: personal balance. Is this the part? Is this the part where I talk about how much I hate the word and the idea
0: of balance? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me. Well, let, let's put a pen in that for Now we can come back to it because okay. Dan does have an interesting perspective on balance. I think we should hear. I just wanted to distinguish for people like like the idea that resolutions and why we're walking away from that as a concept is inherently tied to the past. It's tied to comparing yeah. yourself to how you were, mm-hmm. and then. Forcing yourself to either not be like that anymore, or I'm going to have to be like this from now on. So I'm not like I was. Yeah. And if that, I if I, I could flesh that unhappful.
2: out a little bit more. If I could flesh that out a little bit more. It's it's because if you notice your resolutions, they they're things like I'm going to stop doing X, or I'm you know I'm tired of I'm tired of X, so I'm going to do Y. It, it's it's very much that comparison of, of a better, stronger, faster, which mm-hmm. inherently references the past as a way mm-hmm. of doing that. And what you end up
0: with is just more of the past. Yeah, just sort of being anchored instead yeah. of free. Now? Now? Yeah, so on the subject of balance, just so we can kind of contextualize it for the rest of the discussion, which is in fact basically about balance. Dan, what do we got?
2: So, <sighs> so this is a thing I go into in my book and it's, it's the illusion of balance. See, balance is not something you can go do you can't go balance yourself. You can't, the, the experience of balance is always outside of whatever you're doing. For example, if you observe a rock balancing on a cliff, that rock is not trying to balance. It is not succeeding or winning at the game of balance. It's just doing its thing.
0: I mean, that we know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> balance I've seen everything everywhere all at once
2: balance balance is always an outside assessment even of yourself you have to get outside your you have to get outside the present moment to assess balance and so it's not that balance is bad or wrong it's that balance is not useful and that's why i think it's more useful to think of terms in in what we how we cast this about how you know what do you want to see what do you want to see in 24? What do you want to manifest in 2024? And always in positive terms. Like for me, I want to take trips. Like that's something I want to have happen. Is that balanced? I don't know. Um, I just think balance can be such a cudgel sometimes.
0: It's, it, yeah. So you've underestimated my ability to overthink myself into <laughs> being outside of my own experiences. <laughs> so for me, I have... um I have things that I want to work towards in 2024 and I'm also very cognizant. I've learned that my habit in terms of, you know, creative pursuits and side projects is to just overstuff my life, um, to take on too many things because I'm interested in lots of things. And then I get stressed out, I get burned out and I do a terrible job at all of those things. Um, and so 2023 was actually an exercise in essentially being forced to drop everything. Mm. Like I, Mm. I was dealing with some health problems, which fortunately are improving now, um, carpal tunnel gone by the way. So oh, nice. snaps for whatever the hell cured that. Um, and I learned that, you know, I, I am a finite resource. And so if I want to do a good job at the things I'm interested in, I had to really pick and choose which of those things I want to go for. Um, mm-hmm. and that was like, it was helpful. I, it wasn't exactly the lesson I was setting out to learn last year, but, um, I'm taking that wholeheartedly into this year. And I think that, um, I, so I, I've actually literally just this morning uh, launched a uh, science fiction gaming and movies sort of fan channel mm. and on YouTube. And I, I see that I've done this a couple of times before launching kind of side projects. And I, I did a filmmaking YouTube channel a couple of years ago um, that I was much more, I sort of sat on my hands about that one. And then I burned out pretty quickly because I had taken on too many different things. Um, and so this one, I've made a point to be very measured about it. It's like, I'm just going to do one video that I'm genuinely interested in every two weeks and if I skip a week whatever like just give myself the freedom to kind of just do it at my own pace at my own level of interest instead of doing what I typically do which is all of my focus (laughs) is on this one thing now and I will forget about everything else in my life until I've done it as much as I possibly can.
2: I, I should say that is a very artistic Thing. That is a, that is very characteristic mm-hmm. of artists is to completely throw yourself into a project, <laughs> complete yeah. the project, and then have to just take time out of everything <laughs> to recuperate from this one project you did.
0: Hyper focus is a wonderful thing. Well,
2: no, I, it's very, I've seen this typically with artists and it can be filmmakers, it can be actors, it can be writers, whatever. But there is this, it's almost like, because the creative process is, is often like giving birth. It's like, yeah, you need to take some time afterwards and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's why a lot of people have difficulty taking on more than one artistic project they feel spread too
0: thin or, or having so many going at once that none of them really get the right amount of attention.
2: Exactly. You always feel like you're neglecting something.
3: Yeah. Um, something that I have kind of started off doing this year and kind of at the, at the end of last year of like looking at like, I don't know, uh, something I really struggled with last year is just like hitting roadblocks.
0: Oh, with like yeah. everything,
3: every, every aspect of my life. just like, I am trying to do something and I hit an obstacle that is like, it's not like I'm struggling. It's just like I am at a barrier. Yeah. Um. So like with things, you know, I'm trying to accomplish my current method is like, what tool do I need to achieve mm, this? Brilliant. As opposed to like just making the to do list and like being overwhelmed with like, okay, I have all these things I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Like, what do I need to actually execute this? Yeah, asking yourself what's missing as opposed to, well, I got to do it again. And it's <laughs> with in the like in the case of most That's of smart. the projects I'm handling right now, it is like one piece of equipment. Like I, I am going through my closet and like, you know, getting rid of old clothes, but like not getting rid of them, and like just like, okay, what do how do I want to handle this? And I was like, I need a container, and I need something that like will not take up space. So I got like a bunch of shrink. Like vacuum seal bags, and that made it so much easier to just like like it is gone now. Like it is because if I hadn't gotten that, I would have a giant pile of clothes in our guest room that would be moved around <laughs> all the time. Like within that, I would have to find a spot for it the next time Michael was here. Yeah, and then I would have to <laughs> then I would move it back.
2: Yeah, and it's like
3: I you know looking like I guess approaching problem solving in a different way to give myself some kind of way to get over these barriers that I've been running. I f- into.
0: I feel like it ties into what Dan has said about having your checklist of like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, under the to-do list of solving this problem of the close, one of the items you can add to it is get the shrink wrapping device. Yeah, And then now you can do all of the subsequent things underneath that.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's a really great demonstration, Trevor, of, As I said before, inquiring into what's missing, because what we tend to do is we tend to locate the we tend to locate it as a personal failure, especially if it keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. The more the more that we keep failing at something and we call it a failure, it's not really a failure, you just haven't achieved what you set out to achieve but we declare it this failure, which has a lot of psychological weight. And then, well, where is that failure located? Well, it must be me. I can't do it. As opposed to really looking at, okay, what's missing? Like you said, the glue. The glue is what's missing. Or the tool. The tool is what's missing. Sometimes a converse, like like, you know, if you're doing something artistic where you're trying to promote a project, sometimes what's missing is, oh, I need to bring in another voice on this. Something you can't see that you can't see, you know, so that you can inquire into what's missing. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to point up some other thing about obstacles because you happen to mention that Are really, people think that obstacles are like bad and wrong and no obstacles are just obstacles. And here's the, here's the really awful, wonderful thing. The number of obstacles that you encounter on your way to a goal is proportionate to your commitment to that goal. See, if you didn't have a commitment, there would be no obstacles. Right. If you didn't have a commitment to going, let's say, I don't know, I'm going to make something up. If you didn't have a commitment to going to New York for your sister's wedding, well, then there'd be no obstacles to that. And if you had sort of a weak commitment to going to your sister's wedding in New York, you'd be like, well, you know, I had this (laughs) obstacle. I had this obstacle. The price is too high. I guess I can't go now. Well, great. You had one obstacle problem solved. You're not going. So the more committed you are, the more you're going to encounter obstacles, because that is the inherent nature of commitment. It only in the face of commitment can obstacles show up. So it's okay. (laughs) If you're encountering obstacles, you're not doing it wrong. You're just really committed.
0: Yeah. That's a cool way to look at it.
2: I like that.
1: How about you, Dan? What are you moving? What are you moving towards for your balance in 2024?
2: Well, yeah, I'm not moving towards balance. <laughs> I'm moving towards I'm moving towards having fun. Uh, I'm moving towards uh, joy and having a and just feeling um free and self-expressed. so i'm uh, I'm teaching a bunch of new classes, which I'm happy about. I have at the back of my mind to do some more travel and um, maybe finding ways that Trevor can come along too because uh, supersized travel, we've talked a lot about supersized mm-hmm. travel on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And y'all, y'all time know. To about time to put some of that into practice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know, it's international travel. It, inter, supersized international travel is a whole new echelon for us. So yeah. we're gonna be exploring that. And um, and also we've got some great events coming up. So again, looking for looking forward to being with community and self-expression. Uh there's bigger bash coming up. There's
1: yeah, I was Tidal wave say- coming up.
0: Are we? Are we all committed to going to Bigger Bash? I've got my ticket. Got um, my ticket.
1: Mm-hmm. I have not been able to buy a ticket yet, but
0: are we okay? Well, so tentatively, we will be at, at least at Bigger Bash, and there's some other events going on that we're interested in checking out as well. Yep. To be to be continued, I should say. Yes,
2: and just to put the fear of God into Trevor, Trevor has an idea for another kind of event. Well, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tease it so it rattles <laughs> yeah. around in his head now. <laughs>
0: uh, just try, I'm not I even know what you're what
1: talking it about. <laughs> I,
3: Trevor oh, yeah. does. Trevor knows. <laughs> no. It's
0: just Trevor's very much like I don't want to talk about it until I know for sure it's gonna happen. Yeah.
3: Which is, I mean, which is I have
0: talked about it actually a good amount. I guess that's true. I take it back. Um. Well, cool. I. I mean, we we've. It's hard to tell how long we've gone in this episode because so much of it is going to get cut, but I th- yeah. think we're just, we're getting to the end of our main subject. Were there any
3: other final thoughts or uh suggestions um, as far as I guess I would suggest if you're in the situation that kind of I found where if like I have all these things I'm trying to do, and like taking the approach of you know getting things like getting a tool I would say a good approach to like if there's something you're trying to get where you can't afford to get it. Um, There's a lot of groups on like Facebook and stuff called It's like something like buy nothing where it is basically, it is people like just offering things up to either borrow or to like, you know, my daughter doesn't need this playhouse anymore. Does someone have a Mm -hmm. child who needs a playhouse? Mm -hmm. And then with also kind of with the intention that like, you know, people in these kind of communities then will pass along, whatever mm-hmm. thing when they don't need it anymore
1: um i haven't talked about my thing for 2024 yet <laughs> what is it don i'd love to throw it out there um yeah. which is the same way that uh trevor is packing up uh his extra clothes and trying to make room in his home um i have become sort of 2023 was a rough year 2022 was a rough year 2021 was a rough year it's been a marathon and i am becoming aware of like how many sort of defenses I've set up during that time uh, to protect myself from all the bullshit. Like Um, tripwires
0: and laser mines.
1: Yeah, basically. And I think in 2024, it's time for me to start packing up some of the additional defenses that I've been putting up over the past four years and try to find vulnerability again. That's how I need to Mm. find my balance, is to try and let people in again, let new experiences in again, uh, and stop expecting like like this woman was talking about when she went up to Philly Fatcon, expecting the slime everywhere
2: mm. um, mm-hmm.
1: so th- that's going to be my attempt for twenty twenty four and that's stop great. assuming
2: the worst are you Are so. you familiar with brene Brown, the work of brene Brown? I think you 've mentioned them before, just because she does a lot of work in courage and vulnerability, and how. Uh, how that can be life-changing. Anyway, her, you mentioned vulnerability and that's what yeah. most of her work centers on and her research. Yeah.
1: So uh, I think I, I, I think I'm not the only one in the world who has set themselves up behind these barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to recognize what that's doing to me. And I think I need to try and get some of them out of the way. So that's awesome. Yeah. I hope all of us that's have perfect. the opportunity to try and pursue these things. Uh, yeah. Do we have, do we have a tip?
3: We do. Um. We do so, past podcast guest, friend of the pod, uh, frequent Instagram story feature of the pod. Bats Langley has some commission spots available for Valentine's Day. Bats so Langley you, is the ooh. artist
2: who does our Christmas card. Yes,
0: yes. Um, Which side note, did we forget to reveal that because it is phenomenal? It is
3: such a good it, card. Uh, it was revealed uh, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Okay, okay um, good, and I'll also, uh, on x twitter twitter x X, whatever twitter whatever it is at this point (laughs) um get your valentine a batslingly original maybe a um a little cupid that'd be cute
2: (laughs) so listeners it is not too early to start sending us your questions for our annual Valentine's Day episode, where we answer listeners' yes. questions about <laughs> sex, relationships, and dating in the Chub Chaser universe.
0: And we sort of dropped the ball last year because we sort of, <laughs> of forgot to ask for questions. Mm. <laughs> so I'm
2: starting now.
3: <laughs> yes, that's, no, I'm, you are accomplishing great things this year. <laughs> uh, we Dan and I were also talking last night about maybe trying to get people to do uh, little voice notes. So if you don't feel like, yeah.
2: So if you don't feel like typing a bunch, you could actually email us a a voice recording of you asking the question, Mm -hmm. and um, you know we might play it on the air. Please do try to limit your questions to under thirty seconds. Then
0: (laughs) 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 don't give Michael another editing job. (laughs) Yeah, uh, most phones have a a voice memo function of some sort, and you can Mm -hmm. send. I think at least ten to twenty megabytes on an email should be plenty for a short clip. Um, so if you think of anything over the next uh, you know, month, four or five weeks, uh, send it to us. Yeah. We'll feature it on the episode. You'll get your voice out into the world mm-hmm. of podcasting. Ah. How exciting is that? All right, Don, bring us home.
1: <laughs> well, since we are talking today about things we would like to invite into our lives for the coming year, um, I'm going to offer each of you one of three different options. Uh, for, for things you can invite into your year, and we're going to talk about which of those three each of you would like and why. Oh, my. All right? So okay. the traditional the traditional uh, uh, wish for a happy new year is health, wealth, or happiness. But what kind of crazy person doesn't ask for happiness? So I'm, I'm amending <clears throat> this, this one. Gentlemen, which would you like to have more of in the coming year? Greater health, greater wealth, or greater horniness?
2: Oh Uh, Oh dear. Health, wealth,
1: I've got my answer.
0: All right, Michael. I I already know my answer. Health, baby. Health, Uh, baby. All right. 2023 was the year of what the fuck is going on with me? Please God, somebody cure whatever the hell is wrong with me. Yeah. And, uh, it's we're, we're getting there we're getting there like uh, things have settled the dust has settled all of the catastrophizing you know doctor guesses over what could be going wrong or have been filtered out and uh so 2024 is going to be the year of of greater health and i want to be able to play soccer again i haven't been able to play soccer in about 7 months uh which is really terrible um so yeah that's my that's my goal and i would i would i'm going to be working towards it
2: hmm uh, I'm going with health as well. Um, basically, in an, I am in an aging body. I guess everybody's in an aging body. Um, mine just happens to have more experience aging than a lot of other bodies. <laughs> it's getting really good. At so it. I, I'm getting good at it. Yeah. Whereas my father's, as my as my uh, as my father used to say, getting old ain't for sissies. Mm, yeah. Uh,
3: um.
2: And so yeah, I uh, greater health would not be would not be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I would like that.
3: Um Trevor. I think I will also go with health just cuz I don't know health is I feel like it's like of uh health is one of the I feel like uh it's a finite resource yeah. and <laughs> uh I feel like it makes other things easier because like hmm. if you like regardless of wealth if you're too sick to do anything yeah. It's not really like, I mean, until we get, you know, the kind of mech suits. <laughs> um, <laughs> or the, what is it that the people in Wally ride around? Are they like on pods? Like the little hover chairs? Chairs. <laughs>
1: lounger chairs? Yeah.
3: <laughs> until we have those. <laughs> uh, until I, you know, get my, I guess my Wally chair and can fly to Europe <laughs> <and> at <laughs> high speeds. Dan will just be on the plane and I'll wave to him. <laughs> and shoot past the plane <laughs> um, um, <laughs> uh
0: don what about you what would your you wish be
1: well I, I i feel like we can't all go for health so i'll be the renegade wealth wealth feels oh a little shallow to me so i'll go with horniness because i we're oh yeah we're hey. vulnerability in the world i feel like horniness is a good direction to start with.
0: horniness is a, a sign that you're doing it right yeah, yeah. there you so. go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh we're
1: I I've got I've got increasing levels of complexity here. Here's the, here's the next oh. one, This one's kind of simple. It'll okay. tell me oh, something okay. a little about oh. you. Uh in the new year, uh which will you have? A whole new wardrobe,
2: a whole new kitchen, or a whole new mm. living room? Oh my 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 my. I a think new kitchen. I know. Yeah, that's what Trevor would say. Whole of a whole new kitchen. Well, if Trevor yeah,
1: uses- cuz I know you've been having some kitchen sink trauma. Oh Our man, fucking
2: sink. sink. Fucking sink. Hmm. Um, mm. <laughs> this is, there's a longer story, but basically listeners, it is the story of how replacing our sink would cost us $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to get the solid gold sink. I warned you about this. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's just stupid. But anyway, moving on. Um, so, uh, if Trevor, see if Trevor's handling this, the kitchen, then I can wish for the wardrobe, which I think Trevor would also like if I had a yes. new wardrobe.
0: Mm. <laughs> Hmm. I, I think I'm going with wardrobe as well. My, my partner, Michael has been buying some fun, like, like nerd t-shirts, like graphic tees and stuff. Cause he's been streaming and he wears them for his streams. And I, I could use an, a wardrobe refresh. Most of my shirts are a couple of years old now. And yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would go for some more fun shirts. I am also a
1: wardrobe boy. I have been able to replace mm. my clothes in years now and it is time.
2: Yeah. Oh, Don, Don, I have taken many a big boy shopping. I would love to be your fashion consultant. Let's, I, go, I let's I, go shop. I will take you. Shop.
1: I will take you.
0: All right. Uh, Girls go crazy
1: for a shop, dress. Mm-hmm.
0: Montage.
1: <laughs> Last question for the day. Right. This one's the brain buster, people. Are you ready? All right. Mm. All right. World peace, but the world is like as it is now. Right. It's not like utopia. It's like no one's killing anyone in Gaza, but now Israel controls it, right? Like it's a detente to the United States. No one's killing anyone, but it's it's exactly the way it is now. Okay,
0: you're not fixing anything except people just can't die. Yes,
1: yeah, people aren't killing each other anymore. Right? So world. There's piece, an episode of Star Trek like this, a piece of the world. Okay, where the mm-hmm. world goes on as it is now, but you get one continent that you control. You can bring peace to, but you have to be in charge. Oh, you are the you are the God Emperor in charge of that piece of the world, right? Okay. Okay. So world peace, a piece of the world, or world peas? Just a <laughs> lov- just a lovely bowl of mashed mushy peas, <laughs> perfectly salted. Just it is. It's
0: world. It's, so when you say world, you mean W H I R R L E D or however yes, it's spelled.
1: Yes. It yes. It is just mushy peas. <laughs> <the, laughs> it's low pressure. You know, it's, it doesn't change anything, but you get a nice little side dish out of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, oh boy. World peace. Peace of the world. Uh, world peas. Yeah. I mean, world peace. That's. Which one? World, world, world peas. World the fe- vegetable, <laughs> the vegetable option. World fe- no, world peas. <laughs> <laughs> the one where peace is the state of the world.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. We got one for world peace. Michael, give us uh, no, that no, veggie,
2: I'm, veg, veggie mash. No, uh, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I am taking the vegetable option for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, too much I pressure. do not wish... No, no. I have enough trouble running my own life. Don't need to run other people's lives. And I think the idea of like just freezing things as they are it sounds awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, th- now hold it. To be clear, that w- it wasn't that things couldn't subsequently change, right? It was just.
2: Well, it's 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 the sort of uh, whatever. Ep- there's an episode of Old Trek
1: where. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe I Trek. need
0: clarification. Then, are, are you saying things will stay this way forever?
1: Yeah, because nobody can fight to change anything. Well, wait, when you Oh, no, fuck that. Okay, no, no, no.
0: no. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) world peas, vegetables, (gasps) final answer. (gasps) Wait, wait, (laughs) when you
2: say no one can fight, does that mean they can't? Okay, they. I guess the question (laughs) is monkey's
0: paw. Monkey's paw. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't like it anymore.
2: All
3: right, Trevor. All right, no, no, no. Um, Vegetables. I will, I guess, be different and say uh, a world peace, and I will take Antarctica.
0: Oh, a piece of the world. A piece of the world. A piece of the
3: world. I am
0: shocked that Trevor wants to run a country.
3: It's well, it's a, I'm taking it's Antarctica. Antarctica. It's
0: a continent. So yeah, he's going to not... have a lot of disgruntled penguins, but little else. Yeah.
2: He just wants Kurt Russell
1: from the thing <laughs> under his thumb. Yeah.
0: I, just, I mean, yeah, you never know. The, the
3: thing could still be there. I could be the thing.
0: <laughs>
3: so the legends are true. I just true. don't. I don't <laughs> want peas, and if I have. You really don't want peas. <laughs> well, I'm taking Antarctica. Like if Antarctica's up for grabs, I will yep. take it. And Anta- I would say Antarctica
1: you? is safely on the table. Yes. Um, okay. I I I don't like the idea of freezing things in place, and uh, I I do think that uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Trevor. I'm going to go with Trevor. I will say a piece of the world. Um, I don't know which piece. I think Antarctica is the safe one, but if Trevor's
2: taking that one, Pole. I, I, it, but, but it's s- just but water. S- but Santa, it's polar
0: bear. <laughs> but you get Santa, get polar bears.
2: no Santa.
0: Then <laughs> <laughs> you I, tell I think, Santa what to do. <laughs> you know what?
1: I love Australian accents. I'll take Australia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear.
0: Oh all boy, right. yeah, you can fucking have it, <laughs> man. Those spiders, absolutely not. Okay. I'm assuming they can give right. you a side
1: That's... of New Zealand, which I really like. So, all right, so. Dear listener, if you if you had to choose between world peace, a piece of the world, or world Peace, which would it be for you, Trevor? Where can they tell us?
3: We're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars everywhere. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash/bigfatgaypod. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Maybe Yay. you are um you're you're going for a walk. It's your walk of the new year you're you're enjoying whatever weather you have wherever you are and yeah. the bush is wrestling whatever kind of bush is local to your era it's rustling, wrestling <laughs> and it's it's michael i don't know and he's wishing you a happy new year happy new year everybody oh.